Welcome to the show where three friends rate, debate, and investigate the films you'll love to see and hate to see. This is You'll Love to See It. Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Love to See It. I'm joined here today with my two friends, Eric Zhu and Kayla Brunman. How you guys doing today? Sounds like Eric's doing pretty well. That might be Caleb. better than it. Wow, he just called you out, Caleb. I was gonna say it might be better than a purr. Oh, I was yeah, I was gonna bring up the purr, but alas, it was me. Yeah, was so time. I can confirm, definitely better. Than a purr. But what even is that classified as? What were you even doing? Like, was that like, is that like a nibble? Why why are you looking at me? It sounds great because you're the one who did it. (laughs) You just said that's not what happened. (laughs) I didn't say it. You said it. All right, we're moving on. You guys know what movie we're discussing this week? I know that Caleb came right from the theater. He could not. He, I, I, I think I, that means Caleb is going to give such I heard a great that, introduction I know, today. I heard uh, he is giving the introduction. You didn't know that? Evil. <laughs> he, he's the most, one most recent to I see I mean, he's it, so, so excited he just peaked the audio. <laughs> that was actually, I think, that my laugh. laugh. Me. Also, it didn't peak. I don't know what you're the, Go back. At. Go back. Look Never at the mind. receipts. I'm not going back. The receipts. <laughs> yeah, no, it's right there. We're talking about Belfast this week, which I Caleb don't want was. to leave Belfast. Caleb came... <laughs> You, you sounded like... No! You sound like you're from Wallace and Gromit. Like, that's what you sounded like. I wish. I wish. I'm going back and listening to that. Wallace and Gromit. You guys ever watched those as a kid? Yeah. Oh, of course. That's why those I Those were the greatest things ever. Style icons. Wallace and Gromit. The, the, the cheese. Yeah. I love that. What? What? Didn't they... I don't even remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Wasn't there a lot of cheese in them? <laughs> Is that what you took away? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's been a long time since I viewed the uh, Wallace and Gromit movies. Then there was a video game too. I'm pretty sure I played it. <clears throat> I'm like ninety percent. And what sure. you you spent the whole time just hunting cheese? No, I, I, I know, cheese hunters. I know cheese was involved. <laughs> like, didn't Gromit really like cheese? I mean, Eric right? really likes cheese, but well, Eric. I mean, you were Wallace, right? So he can be Gromit. So it's a, oh a dynamic Give me a duo. Name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're not here discussing Wallace and Gromit. We're here discussing Belfast, um, which I know Caleb skipped and hopped his way here from the theater because he was so ecstatic to talk about it. Um, We were talking about, just because we've gotten on this weekly, uh, what, weekly habit of talking about trailers. I was asking Caleb what trailer he saw in theaters because mine were all bad. They were all, I don't know what was going on, but they were all like, super like christian movies like at least the kurt werner football one and then there was another one that was also like kind of religious i thought or maybe not but it was <laughs> it was a lot of a lot of not great trailers did you see anything good eric when you went to see oh no we probably we definitely saw the same trailers because i went to the you went too. Lemley as well there was that one oscilloscope trailer that was like separate the one about finding the snow leopard did you see that yeah <laughs> yeah wait is that the one that you were saying is coming just the yeah, lemley it said it's like yeah premiering it's, at the lemley. it's exclusive for the lemley it's a documentary yeah 
You saw it? Oh, okay. Uh, that's Olivia off. Uh, Ooh. She's, she gets a special spot. Producer. Yeah, she's a producer. Oh, Look, what? Looking stuff she's, up. She's, what? She's mixing it right now. The audio. Doing a great job. You heard it here it. first. Look at that. No peaks. She's doing an excellent job so far. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I saw. Yeah, the Ben Affleck. I what I haven't seen. What what is it? It's the not the bartender. Bar. <laughs> it's the the tender. The tender bar. Oh, the tender bar. Oh, is that literally the one where he's like a bartender? Well, alternatively, he's a tender bar. All right. Well, I I haven't seen a trailer. I don't think so. We saw the um. <laughs> and how do you know there's he's well i think i've heard about it um i know olivia and i saw the wolf trailer which she could not stop talking about i think i'm getting sucked into seeing it you know what i didn't see you don't want to the memoria trailer when is it wait okay i thought you've already seen memoria i've i've never been more excited about anything in my life that's what i'm gonna say i i would what efforts have you made to see this film I, I bought a book. I did already buy a coffee table book about this about this movie, which I have not seen. Why are you so? I don't see question, why are you so efforts. hyped for this movie? Like, what about it? My favorite living director. Who is? A pitchapong. Okay. Making his English language debut. Okay. Stars Tilda Swinton. Trailer looks good. And one of the reviewers we follow, Mike D'Angelo, who is famously harsh, said it is one of his top ten films of the century. Of the century, it is. What does that mean, century? Well, I know Cent- it. <laughs> listen, wait, listen. Wait, wait. But like, is that <laughs> since two thousand? Yeah. Well, because since... a century is a hundred years. Well, if we're going, if we're going back to nineteen twenty-one, then you might as well say all time. Wow, well, uh, there's some, some great movies some made World between World War One classics. Yeah, so. I don't know. I'm just saying. I didn't know what he meant. But so, best of two thousands of this century. All right. So you. Um. It is. Yeah. A director. So you, I literally worship. You think this has the chance to be one of your favorite films of all time? Maybe the favorite. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> More than a chance, Zach. What are we? Well, doing? I mean, are I mean, do- my favorite movie of all time, arguably, is already one of his movies. Which one? Tropical Malady. Okay. And oh. I was gonna write my thesis on him. Oh damn! Yeah. And Psy. Wait. So are we? Who already um, released my second favorite movie? Are we doing? So uh, are we doing Memoria? I feel like it would be <laughs> tough. Why? Just like content-wise? Because there wouldn't be much to say. We, we'd just be ragging on it. <laughs> no! It's... You'll see some of his movies and you'll see why. Okay. Maybe I have to watch some of his movies then because... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, well I mean, if it's one of your favorite, when does it come out? No! It's... Okay. One theater a week in the yeah, country. Okay, one week right. at a time. Yeah. One theater a week. Yeah. I thought yeah. we're... Are we not going to this? When? How? I thought we were going. Well, well, obviously we're going. But the question is when and how. When's it coming to LA? There's no schedule. There's only one right now. They they haven't released it yet. It's only in New York for one week at the end of December right now. Oh, okay. So it hasn't been released anywhere yet. No, only in festivals. And I tried to get tickets for this most recent screening in LA, and it was sold out within five minutes of ticket submitting. What do you? How was it? Oh, you're saying so it was at LA festival. It was at a festival. Okay. That. So your only hope then is being somewhere in the country at the exact week it's playing. Yeah, it's never coming to streaming or physical. That's crazy. So, all right, so your hope is perhaps next semester. Or finding another film festival before then that I can go to. Okay. 
Wow, that's pretty. That's my plan a... is to say it's. I'm gonna write about it for my final project and try to get Pomona to help me. Ooh, that would be a, a good uh, sly way. Because I see will it. be watching this in a theater. Wait, so one more logistical question. I will be going multiple times on. that week. I, I'm just gonna you, say you that. Might first. as well just live there. I will um, live there in the cinema. What? What? <laughs> what? Like, when is this movie <laughs> done traveling? There's no, they haven't thought that far, I think. <laughs> so it could be forever. It could be forever. Or it could be just one week. Just one week, one theater, <laughs> one week, that's it. Is there anything, is this, does this, is this a popular thing? Has this ever happened? No, this is like a first, second like experimental thing. Well, a picture Pong's movies don't really make money because like Cemetery of Splendor came out in 2015 and made like 50K total or something like that. That is very like non-mainstream. They're very elliptical. They're very... I don't, I don't know how to explain it. They're very, like, tactile. They're very... They don't really have narrative. Okay. So very different from the film we're discussing <clears throat> this week. Or they have narrative and they're very, like, opaque. I'll have to watch one of his films. I'll have to watch. I haven't I haven't seen any yet. I mean, they're... I would start he... with Memoria. <laughs> He's just a filmmaker who's, like, not clear about his intentions, and his movies are always about, like, oh, no, it's, like, what's not there. Do you like all of his movies? I like most of them. I, I, there's a couple that I love, and then I absolutely, like, love, love, love his shorts. They're all very abstract. They're, like, that's the main thing. They're very abstract movies. Hmm. Interesting. That reminded me that I need to also watch. They're very zen very like has Caleb seen any of these no I don't think so if you guys watched Night Colonies which you should Zach what should I why are you, why are you calling out me you should watch it have you seen it no you should watch it Wait, should we watch it I'll watch it with you. They, they, his movies are very much like, they oh, layer different on realities here. on top of each other, but they're also very much like... Are they a like, by-yourself movie? For me, sort of, yeah. Okay, that's There's fair. like maybe a couple I would show. Okay. Boon Me, you can watch Boon Me in a group. Oh, he makes that too? Yeah. Okay, because that's one of your favorites, right? Yeah, I know. You've talked about that movie multiple times. It's on my watch list, like immediate watch list, I think. Um... You have to watch them in a big screen. You have to watch them with good sound. That's the main thing. Big screen, good sound. So it sounds like I need to see them in the theater, which is... Uh... <laughs> you need to watch... The main thing is the sound. Or, well, you could watch them in a classroom and it would be good. Yeah, but what am I going to do after I graduate? There's no more classrooms I can just walk into. Maybe instead Damn. of buying an apartment when I graduate, I'll just buy like a theater and live there. Wonder if that'd be possible. Yeah. I feel like I just did a really shitty job of explaining why I like his movie so much. Nah, you know, there's, there's <laughs> even though I've already it. written so many, I've written, I've already written. Have you? Oh, you've wrote about him before. I've written like over twenty pages about this guy for class, and That's I still crazy. cannot come up with anything. Sad. My degree is wasted. <laughs> My degree is wasted until I see Memoria. Well, speaking of movies that need to be seen before Memoria. we get to Belfast, um, I do need to watch just because I, I keep wanting to see in theaters the the Licorice Pizza trailer. I, I haven't seen any of his movies, so I haven't seen a single PTA film. What? Yeah. What do you? Which what? one did you think I'd seen? Uh, I don't know. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. No, I still haven't watched it. 
I mean, that's the best one to start with because it's short. Yeah. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen um, There Will Be Blood. I haven't there seen... There Will Be Blood. What's, what, what's the other ones that are... Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah, Candyman. I haven't seen them. I've seen... Um, I've listened to the Phantom Thread soundtrack because of Eric, but I've never seen it. So I guess I have a little bit of a taste of the, the music at <clears> least. <throat> yeah, I haven't seen a single PTA film. What do you think I should start with? Punch Drunk? Punch Drunk? The Master. The Master? Yeah, maybe. I have there's a uh, matches on Netflix, right? It's so accessible. Well, I it's will. It's literally accessible on Netflix. I will. Uh, unlike Memoria. Unlike Memoria and and Dune. No, Dune's on HBO Max. Right? Yeah, watch that on my phone. To uh, to Denise disapproval. So watch it on my Apple Watch. <laughs> I don't think you can watch it on your Apple Watch. Why not? I just don't think they've. It's HBO it. Max. Who's they? Like the piranhas, just <laughs> the piranhas. <laughs> Think about it. All right, we're moving on. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Belfast. We've already spent 15 minutes talking about Memoriam. other stuff. I know that Memoriam. and I know that you both of you might feel a little bit of pain going into this, but no, I feel no pain. I feel I feel no. Pain. I'm just glad we got some Memoria in. Really? Because I could. Really? Read. I, I would really how love about, it if anyone could help us get some tickets to Memoria. How about Jamie of, Dornan? How about I listen? <laughs> tickets to Memoria. How about I read Eric Zoo's review on here? It says, bad enough to have me in a fetal position praying for it to end. It's the first time I've ever read a letterbox review on, on the air. and uh, That's quality content. It is right really there. really just outed Follow. me like that. Um, what if I wanted to, what if I wanted to, what if I wanted to be mysterious about how I felt? Well, your rating does not leave much mystery, Eric Zhu. But I won't. I will say it's rare for Caleb to have a review out right after I've never seen that. I've never seen that. That you know what that tells me he was just so inspired. certain. <laughs> he was so certain. No, I was I was inspired. I knew exactly what I wanted to say. He did say something, but what, what was his? His says that was absolutely the first time Jamie Dornan hey. had shot a basketball. Hey, it hey, was. did you see the way? <laughs> and he looked like a pro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really really did Kobe proud. Somehow he he shot it. He shot a basketball entirely with his elbows there was nothing <laughs> else that went into it i i don't know how he, someone accomplishes you, you that. should give him some advice is he tall he looks pretty tall right is he at least he's got to be at least six foot i wouldn't be surprised if he's like six one or six two because then he could definitely use some he's five eleven damn Ooh. which means he's actually like five eight no one who's 5'11 is actually 5'11. That's what, <laughs> what they put on their Google, their Google search result. <laughs> How do I update my Google search result? I gotta, I gotta up the inches a few. All right, we are talking Belfast, and it is a Kenneth. I learned how to pronounce his last name. You ready? Kenneth. Oh, that was my keys. Kenneth Branagh. That's that I've looked it up. Oh, you were going with Brana. No, Brana. Right? You were going with Brana. You Bra were, is it Brana? Brana. I thought it was Brana. You were uh, rehearsing Brana. this before the show. It was Brana. I'm right. I, I'm wrong. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I'm so wrong. I'm right. Oh, 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 oh. Kind of... This wiki famous says Jamie Dornan is six foot one. Oh, see, he's inflated one of those. Oh, but this other website says he's 5'10". <laughs> oh, my it. God. I think we're going to have to get him on the podcast. Oh, but this other one says 5'10 and a half. Ooh, pulling out the half inch. Celebrity Insight says six foot. Eric, do you think we should get him on the podcast? Yes. So he can so we can <laughs> see how tall he is. Did exactly. you read my review? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a kind of Brana. Five ten three quarters at Hot Models. <laughs> oh my god, I'm a mess. 
I'm a mess today. I'm sorry. Kenneth Branagh, starring Jude Hill, uh, Katrina Balfa, 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 <laughs> Jamie Dornan, Judy why Dench, do we, why do you ask and me before Kieran the Hines. show how to pronounce it? I don't know. Here's the thing, Caleb. I embarrass myself, but I try ask you for reasonable help, and you don't give me right, any. Right, and then I, you don't I give gave you a help. clear answer, you didn't give me anything. and then... We start recording and you ask me. Again. I said, I asked how to pronounce Kieran and you said Sirion or some weird thing. Okay, that's like, ridiculous. No, you're ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's ridiculous. Well, you're the one who gives me bad advice. A what? Bad advice. You can't, you know, you don't help me out with these who, names. Who knew that? I'm pretty shocked that you guys did not know about the actor who played Aberforth Dumbledore. What? Kieran Hines. No, I knew who he was. No, of course he knew who he was, Eric. It's just Caleb's life mission had trolled me. I just Well, said, if you had watched a PTA movie, he plays a very important character in There Will Be Blood. I did not know that. What do you have to say for yourself, Caleb? I'm just saying I said that Katrina's name was pronounced Katrina, even though it doesn't look like <laughs> it Katrina. It does not look like Katrina. And you were like, there's no way... You're completely messing okay, with you me. You were wrong. Are we right? You I'm were, not you were going right to be gotten <laughs> by okay, you. you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> My rights and wrongs are, are off today. All right, it's right. not me. It's we gotta you. Move on. <laughs> we got to move on. I'll introduce the Ooh, movie. Who just peaked? So that, um, I thought Caleb was going to introduce the movie. No, I won't let Caleb. Or I won't. <laughs> I won't make him. Okay, I'm, you my, won't let me. I'll just sit here. And I'm having take a lot it. of Freudian slips this evening. <laughs> Eric, can you introduce <laughs> Am I allowed? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Eric. Why not? Eric, would you introduce Belfast Our for memories us? make us. <laughs> Buddy is a young boy on the cusp of adolescence whose life is filled with familial love, childhood hijinks, and a blossoming romance. <laughs> Yet, with his beloved hometown caught up in increasing turmoil, his family faces a momentous choice. Hope the conflict will pass or leave everything they know behind for a new life. Wow, that was amazing, Eric. Fourth grade read aloud. All right. What is the cusp of adolescence? Definitionally. He's, he's almost to adolescence. But what is that? What is adolescence? Well, adolescence definitionally. It's different for every person. I'm guessing it's like a like a maturity, right? Like reaching a level of maturity. Like he's his his like his like what you would consider your childhood is, you know. But he's pretty young. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm I don't saying. know if he's really on the cusp of his adolescence. No, he is on the cusp of adolescence. Really? Yeah, adolescence is like... like. What grade is he in? Isn't he in like second grade? No, isn't adolescence like puberty and shit? So like he's on the... He's like about to enter adolescence. He's not about to go through puberty. <laughs> no, he's like a couple years away. But he's that's learning about cusp. like... He's learning about blossoming romance. Thank you. He's learning about... There blossoming was, romance there was, is a bit of a stretch. There was, <laughs> hey, there was some romance there. Uh, oh, I don't think on. so. <laughs> Thanks. No, like, Thanks. Theoretically, he is I'll learning about back. blossoming romance. Let me let me ask you then. Did you not think it was cute? What do you mean by it? You didn't think the child romance was was cute? Who? Oh, do you like watching <laughs> children? Okay. The fact <laughs> their their little relationship and uh, him coming to her house and everything like that. You don't you didn't think that was cute? <laughs> What is Eric like? Adolescence, the period following the onset of puberty, during which a young person develops from a child into an adult. (laughs) Wait, it's following puberty? He's like eight (laughs) years old. (laughs) 
he's definitely not he's not hit puberty yet. <laughs> I mean, maybe with some of that romance, but what romance? I don't know. There was there was what are you talking about? What romance? Come on, you didn't see the cute little relationship between him and the what was the girl's name? Catherine? Yeah, thank you. Wow, a cute little romance. You didn't remember the names? <laughs> I don't remember anyone's name. I barely remember your name, Eric, all right? I don't know. You you tend to introduce Eric at the beginning of the podcast without fail. <laughs> it's you don't, true. You I don't know. have to look into your notebook where you keep everybody else's name. I do introduce Eric first always, I think. I think it usually goes Eric and then Caleb. There's not really a reason. Uh-huh. Usually I'd say it's the seating, but this time I can't go with that. Uh-huh. All right. On a real note. You didn't you didn't enjoy the little cutesy moments between Buddy and Catherine. <laughs> what cutesy, what cutesy moments? moments in the classroom when he brought her like the flowers and then when the he said goodbye. There was like five scenes, Eric. Come five on, scenes lasting like two seconds. No, there was more than that. It was a, it was a thing. It was a part of him. He brought it up with his grandfather. Like it was a, it was still there. It was cute. You didn't think it was cute? You didn't get some like oh uh, like I thought it was of like your dreadfully dull. You thought it was dull. All right. Did dull you with... catch glimpses of your childhood? When yeah, you did you really I like? I, I did. I here's the here's my thing with this. I know you guys were not huge fans, to put it simply, of this film. I think, for me, like I want to start on this point. I'll be the first one to say that the beginning and end of this movie are terrible. In the sense of, I don't know what the who decided to do. <laughs> Irish tourism board. A, yeah, a montage. <laughs> That's literally what Olivia said. She's like, who put the tourism board in, in charge of the beginning of this film? It's just like a montage of like, here's why you should come to Belfast. But I enjoyed the story. I know there wasn't too much to it. And I do have, a, I do have criticism, obviously. It's not a five-star film. I have criticisms. Wow. Plenty of criticisms. I, for one, Olivia and I differed on this. I thought that it took things way too easy. It didn't it, it didn't it didn't face things head on enough. Like it, it, it kind of like shied away. It was very guarded for being a kind of nostalgic recollection piece for him, uh for Kenneth uh Branagh. But I I know I gave a little twitch in my voice when I say it. But I still thought it was it was nice. Like at the end of the day, when I when I sat through that movie at the very end, I was like, "Wow, like that was that was a nice little story." Like it wasn't like, "Holy shit, this is cinema," you know. But like, you know, I I I, I like found myself emotional at some points. I, I shed a little tear. Spoiler alert: when um, the grandfather died, I found myself like smiling a little bit at some nostalgic moments. And I think there was two parts that really stuck with me, which just could be, I think, for me, one of those things that's like, oh, it's very personal, um, which I do think influences how much you like a movie, um, which is not to say that, oh, this movie's amazing because it connects with me personally. But I am having a similar situation with my grandfather, um, not knowing, you know, he's, uh, you know, may be passing sometime the next, you know, year or two. And so I kind of related a little bit with that part of it. And I and I definitely related with kind of mo- like this idea of moving away completely and having to start fresh just because that was my life when I was eight, nine years old. When I moved from where I had always lived in Florida to um, or where I basically grew up in my childhood 
uh, on the cusp of adolescence, um, <laughs> then moved to Montana. So I, I think it hit a little bit more chords, but I can definitely still be critical of the movie. By no means do I think this is a perfect or, you know, I think there's plenty of flaws. But I, but I do think, you know, Olivia also connected with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, what it, for you guys, you know, we can get into more of the specific objective, or I guess nothing in cinema is objective, but, you know, we can get more into the specifics, but did you guys not, did you feel there was any moments you connected with, or did you just feel overall there was just nothing that really completely you felt like stuck with you? And it's not to say you don't have moments in your life similar to either maybe someone passing or moving or whatever, but it could be maybe you just didn't feel like it hit those points hard enough or well enough. So I'm just curious, what do you, do you get, do you guys find, did you find anything you maybe relate to or something that you're like, eh, I could have found myself shedding a tear if it was done better or, I don't know, it's a heavy question, but. No, not really, <laughs> not really. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, like, I feel like I left this movie thinking, okay, this is supposed to be a recollection piece of his childhood mm. and how much he loves Belfast. And I was like, oh, why does he love Belfast? And I was like, I could think of zero reason that really hit me in this movie of why I as a viewer should feel the same feeling towards Belfast that he does. Okay, I was like, oh, he loves his family. I was like, oh, like, which of the relationships did I feel were real? None of them felt real. I was like, you didn't think any of them felt real? No. <laughs> not even between... What about the blossoming romance? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, now, hey. now you, have, you have a... No. I, I will... I, look, I think there's... <clears throat> and and we'll, we'll talk about this more. I, I think there's there's some issues... I, I, character I guess this but... movie felt to me like almost absolutely the most generic piece of childhood memory cinema that I could imagine. Like, and to the point where like this movie is filled with so many references to other mo- other movies, and it's so I don't know, just like generic in almost every way possible that it doesn't feel like it's even Branagh's own childhood, which it is like partially based off of. This feels like yeah, it is. It feels. It feels like someone is trying to like, like virtually like use a neural network to create a movie of like a fake, like a fake adolescence or something. Like, I don't know. So what about, I guess, is there any way you can specify what made it feel that way? If that makes sense. Like, is it that none of the characters felt real? Is it that? There was no plot. Like, what What about it felt like it was just generic or missing? Well, part of it was the way... I mean, part of it was the way it's shot. I mean, the movie style is not really consist- consistent in the sense that I, I kept feeling like... Oh, so, for example, like, during that first fight sequence, um, <laughs> like, oh, he, like, I was like, he starts shooting in handheld. I'm like, oh, like, okay, like, it's a fight sequence. Like, he wants to shoot in cinema verite. And then suddenly he's in the church and he's shooting, like, those, like, low-angle shots. It does change a lot. And then in in a way that very much felt like, oh, like, this is what I'm supposed to do now. Not in a way that felt like had any point of view. Um, Not that this is an issue, but it was weird that none of it was shot on location. Um, It was very clearly, like, it was very clearly a set. Um, Also, just, like, I mean, the reference to other movies is an issue. Like, the... Obviously, there's that whole sequence with High Noon where, like, High Noon is playing on the TV and then you see High Noon on the dad. But there's also a whole thing, like, one of my favorite movies, (laughs) The Long Day Closes, is clearly an influence on this. That movie is 
Terrence Davies' childhood, but it's almost completely non-linear and like plotless, but it has the same theme. So like in that movie, the kid who's supposed to represent Terrence Davies is called Bud. In this one, called Buddy. There's an exact scene for scene recreation, not scene, like shot recreation, homage in this movie, or like also like it's the sequence of the kid at the theater wanting money for the movie. Oh, yeah. It's like <clears throat> it's like that movie. Then you think of Long Day Closes. Then you think of like Cinema Paradiso. And then like the whole, I don't know, like, and then later in the movie, I was like, oh, this wants to be something much lighter, something more like lighter family drama. And then it got to the part where they were leaving. I was like, oh, like meet me in, like meet me in St. <laughs> Louis. And I, I think Brenna does some very, I don't know, just like the topics of like the absent father, like the oppressive church are all themes that show up that are literally like pretty much about what like the long day closes is about but here feel like they're touched upon to be touched upon as themes later and then disappear by the end of the movie i don't know i i felt like this was a 97 minute movie that felt like it was like three hours long but none of the characters felt like i don't know i, I didn't feel like any of these characters were actually like interacting with each other like i didn't feel like any of them were given much time Catherine, the romance with Catherine, by the time we got to the end of the movie and he went back and buddies like leave spoilers, they leave Belfast. Buddy goes back to see Catherine and I was like, oh, like, right. Like they had a romance about two hours ago in this movie or like the grandpa died. I was like, oh, I, I forgot that happened. Like I was literally like, that was so long ago. This movie is so boring. Like, I, I, I didn't feel that personally. Or like, or like I, I don't know, like. At, like what like they have this whole thing with the religion and it shows up so many times like they try clearly try to like they show it at the beginning like the guy's like oh like we are um like you must be a good product or whatever the hell he's saying and yeah. then he like has this like good road bad road thing and it's clearly like something he's like conflicted about and then it shows up randomly like it disappears for the entire movie so then, like, four hours later, you get to the end at the funeral, and and then there's another, like, religious scene, you're like, oh, like, that's supposed to connect, but that happened, like, for five seconds at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, it, it, it just, you know, and then at the end, it tries to have, I felt like it tried to have this pat theme when he says goodbye to Catherine, and then it's like, Oh, like, but like, she's a Catholic. I'm a Protestant. Like, what is what? Like, one of us just, and then like, Jamie Dornan says like some random ass thesis. Like, people are different and can connect. I was like, are you fucking? He, well, he says like she's always welcome in our house. Like, as long it doesn't matter our differences. Like, as long as they're good people, we can really come together. Kind and fair. <laughs> like, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And then, <laughs> and then, like Van Morrison is playing, and it's. I, I, are, you, are you like are you <laughs> like oh my i have like god eric is i've never seen eric go off like this he's like one of those wind up you know those things that pop out of the box it's jack in the box he's like an eric in a box what is that not what it's called oh no i guess i guess i guess the most damning thing about it like is just that i came away not understanding why this movie was about belfast like i i understand that like i like i it's so it's about the troubles right well, like, I, mean, I understand it's, being it's a child's just, point of view. The child doesn't understand what though, the troubles are with exposition told through the TV. But I don't like I understand like like so like as a child, like he doesn't understand what the troubles are. So like, OK, like you don't explain really what the troubles are. But then I feel like this could have happened anywhere. 
Yeah, I, look, I, I, you know, I want to get Caleb involved here. I, I, I agree no, I'm, that I'm loving this. <laughs> I, I think there's, there's a lot of issues with this movie, but and I, and I think one of them has to do with plotting. I think one of them has to do with just, you know, in my opinion, it doesn't do a well enough job, a good enough job of, of like really hammering home ideas because it seems very unsure of itself, and it seems. It seems just way more focused on the nostalgia than actually giving some type of like more insight to what's actually happening in Belfast this time, you know, because I had to like do my own research and see, oh, you know, there's this whole thing between Catholics and Protestants and there's, you know, a little bit of war. And definitely in the beginning, it's very more, you know, you see more of it. And then by the end, it's like not that big anymore. And you have like that one standoff scene between the guy and like it definitely loses a lot of stuff like it, 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 it like. It wants to pack a lot, like, of feathers, basically. And then it just, like, by the end, it's got none of the feathers there. It's just pretty empty. But I think the casing it's in is very nice. I like I like the nostalgia aspect of it. I think Buddy is a good character. Now, here's the one thing that we differ from, is that I haven't seen as many movies. I haven't seen any of the movies that you referenced. Meaning that, to me, this is fresh and new. Or to you, it can be blatant copying or even just lazy you know maybe instead of an homage being lazy in terms of just taking from other films i, I you know like this is the first i haven't seen those others so it also you know is like a just a different like oh like i, I didn't know those were references to other movies or anything like i didn't it's, it's the sort all. of thing it's I, I don't even the thing is even if i hadn't seen those movies i don't feel like my how i felt about this movie would change like i almost feel like i would have felt any nostalgia like this is the sort of movie that just feels like this person just cobbled together like the coldest piece of footage you could find, put it together. I I mean I I thought oh my God no 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 I know okay, that Eric, was a little harsh Eric, that was a little Eric harsh I'm sorry this is such bad this criticism. is not a two star this right? is such bad criticism <laughs> um here's what I'm gonna say I I I think the acting in this movie overall is pretty good I I think personally um I <laughs> I think that um Jude Hill is a great child actor i i really did think he was it was pretty good i i i don't know i bought it from beginning to end personally he convinced you uh, that he was one half of a blossoming romance <laughs> um yeah i don't know if i'd call it a blossoming romance i still think whatever Ooh. it is it was cute um i think katrina uh is it bell uh, balf yeah katrina balf um was also really good i thought jamie dorden was fine he just wasn't in the movie a lot um, I, but I thought the, um, and I thought the, the grandma and grandpa also did very well. Can I just um, say that Jamie Dornan not being in the movie a lot only made him more attractive to me. <laughs> the, the absent, the absent father. No, he, he was like, the thing with me was I really liked some of the sweeter moments, the tender moments. I really enjoyed, for instance, I think all the scenes between Buddy and, um, the grandfather. I thought those tended to be very sweet, tender moments. I, I I think it's just like for me, I almost got a film full of like tender moments that didn't have that had this really weak glue attaching them all together. And by the end, I was like, eh, I enjoyed it enough to kind of accept it as much as there's still, I think, many issues with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think a movie with like full of tender moments needs to have the right like rhythm to it. And this movie just did not like it needs to have the right rhythm. It can't be as 
pat down and as like I, I guess sort of something like sickly sweet and sort of cliche as this movie is like a movie that's full of tender moments needs to have specific feeling characters. And it, what do you mean specific feeling characters? Like, I guess sort of what I've been saying, just like everything about this movie felt very generic. Like I, what, Buddy what, is like the generic, generic sort of young, young boy figuring out his adolescence who is maybe falling in love with a girl in class who goes to escape in the cinema, which is sort of a cinema cliche. Jamie Dornan is, as I said in my review, the hot, caring, but absent father. Sort I of mean, a cliche in the moment, like, everything about let this... Let me make this Like, doesn't feel like a real person. Isn't life full of cliches? Aren't, isn't is, exactly. is, is life you... not full of cliches in some regard? I All think but you're just writing a line for... For, for Kenneth Branagh, yeah, for somebody. In <laughs> no, this movie. I don't. I don't. I. I just. But I do think that while cliche, I'm more accepting because it's his personal story, right? Like, I think that you know, like this is. It's supposed to be pretty much autobiography. If you didn't know this movie was an autobiography before you went in, <laughs> would you have left assuming it was? What do you mean? Would you have left the theater thinking, "Wow, this that was, was really so, someone's this was real so life. personal <laughs> like, that it must be autobiographical"? Because I, I did not. I was honest because I wasn't sure going in, and I was actually like legitimately shocked on my walk back when I was like, "Oh, like, oh, so I, I went and I was surprised, like, oh, so like he decided to make this type of like he decided to make this type of movie." Yo, that's about a this. good like, question. That's a very fair question. I think. I knew before. I did know because I had I had seen I had read about it, so I did know, and I think you're right. That does make a difference because I see what you're saying. Um, do I think it would lessen my experience? Maybe a little bit. I I don't know. I I think I get it. I get it. Like, is this movie groundbreaking? I don't think so. But I I think that i still I, I think the characters had a little bit more heart I think they had heart to them in some regard more than some of the movies we've wa- we've talked about recently you know i I think they had i mean compared to i mean I'm not making big comparisons do. but do yeah I mean they do i I do I do I, I do think so I think they have more character than do and I think they have more character they don't have more character than Wes Anderson uh then that's I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think you're. you're I mean, oh no! I guess. I guess I watched points. this movie, feeling like, oh, like this is a scene specifically constructed, wanting me to feel like this is cute. But there's no actual emotion behind the camera or in how it's made. Is how I felt for watching pretty much all of this movie. What do you think would improve that? I mean, I mean, maybe just better writing or better directing, but like. Do you think that you didn't feel those emotions because the stakes weren't high? Like the, the were the characters too one dimensional for you? Were the was the situation slash plot just not strong enough or stakes not high enough? Like like why didn't you feel as though you connected to these characters? Uh, I, I feel like it's easy to blame the writing. I feel like that's the first first thing you blame. I think the plot situation was. Kind of boring, but perhaps that's a more personal gripe. Uh, something probably more objective is, you know, back to Eric was saying, this is all pretty generic. Uh, as a like, mo- how is this much different from, like, Roma? Like, <laughs> I, I haven't seen Roma. Like, it is different yeah. from Roma, but, like... 
I'll say as as a microcosm of this theory, uh, back kind of when they're introducing everyone and we catch a glimpse of of Jamie Dornan's character for the first time, we see him like tell a joke and it's the uh, that the dad joke, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's you know like a the doctor telling the patient I have bad news and something <laughs> worse. Bad news is you're gonna. Uh, die in 24 hours. What's worse? I what could be worse than that? I tried to call yesterday. And that is the blandest, most generic line I think you could possibly put in that situation. You you don't need to tell a joke there necessarily to, to I don't know, lay out this character. But if you're going to choose to do it, don't, don't do it with something that could not possibly demonstrate individuality any less uh, than than he does there and I think not that it's not that it's the most egregious you know failure uh, in the world but I think that's just one example that that kind of pop, keeps popping up that same type of thing where where we'd really like to gather some new insight something that we haven't seen before well let's come watch this movie so so it can move us in a way not identical to the way that we've been moved countless times before. And I think you were kind of right, Zach, when when you postulated that this might be less of an homage uh, and more of kind of just a, a, a lame mimicry of, of stories that, that we have found powerful and important in the past. Um, I don't know, I think sometimes I, I accuse movies of being hollow, like there's nothing on the inside. I don't really think that's what it is here. I think it's more shallow, this go-around, that, that there, clearly Brenna was striving for something, uh, but once he kind of mapped out that goal, he didn't really dig any deeper to, to validate it. He just had something he was going for, which is probably based on older movies that were very emotionally successful. And he just thought the idea of that was enough and feels like kind of did the bare minimum to uh, achieve some shadow of that. And win an Oscar. <laughs> and win an Oscar. I don't think it will. Um, I'd be very surprised. It is best picture front runner right now. <laughs> I mean, that'd be crazy. I Look, look I... I I, yeah, I, I did like this film. Um, like I said, I recognize there's a lot of issues with it. I think I do also see it as shallow. I mean, I, I that was one of my criticisms when I walked out with Olivia. Um, I said, you know, I felt like this movie played things too safe. It's like, here are things that work. We're going to do it that way. Rather than maybe what Caleb said is doing something more bold, something we haven't seen before. Which is not to say that his childhood, well... Maybe, maybe not everyone's childhood needs to be made into a movie, but like that's not to say that his childhood doesn't have the right stories to be told because I think there's an interesting, there's something here, right? I, th- I think it's interesting. I think growing up in this, yeah, while it's not unique, there's a story there, right, of a kid growing up. During in the troubles? During, I feel like that's yeah. very unique. I But I think... No, like the kid no, growing no, up in saying, the troubles like with the father, like, I feel like that's a very unique story. Like, I, I No, I, I guess I mean like... <laughs> Yeah, it is unique, I guess. 
some a lot of the other plot points that happen are not necessarily unique like you know the first love like not you know whatever the little love the the blossoming romance yeah, the, <laughs> the um the death of a of a you know grandparent you know leaving home these aren't new themes it's which is not to say that they can't be done but i just wish there was more of that personal touch to it and more I think my biggest gripe is that it played too safe, especially with the drama that was going on around. Because that's, I mean, this that that's what makes I think should serve. Like, if you're thinking of this as you know, you, like you saying, you don't want to describe this movie as hollow. I would describe it as lacking a proper shell. Like it doesn't have, you know, I mean, that metaphor doesn't necessarily make sense. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that I think that there's there's some there's a, a lot of interesting stuff, but because of the very loose overall plot and the threat of the you know the neighborhood and stuff really dies down after the first 20 minutes it just you lose some uniqueness of what it is really like in this time specifically and why the story is unique i think that is the weakest part of the film to me is that it just does not like give like give us more give us more of that i think i like what caleb said about it feeling too mapped out he had figured out what he sort of wanted to say and then he said like now I'll talk about this this and this and as a result it feels very false like it doesn't it doesn't feel like an autobiography it doesn't feel like a memory piece at all either like Mm -hmm. it just feels like he had mapped out this theatrical story of a young boy and going back to what you said Zach about you know, the potential for something more bold, especially given the circumstances they're living through. I think it's true that even though this movie is framed by all this violence and and rioting and serious historical, uh, I don't know, trouble, um, all that feels pretty separate from the emotional stuff the character stuff, uh, in a way that's kind of odd, uh, because I don't know. It's if you're growing up amidst all this chaos, I think that tends to shape you a little bit, uh, and especially if you're gonna pull from cinematic references, where that's almost always the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's kind of just. It, this violence that that should be so important if you're going to include it if you're going to f- make it the framing device shouldn't feel so perfunctory like yeah. it, it's just there, there because it choices. is the time period and so yeah that definitely cuts out some dramatic potential uh and yeah in, in odd it plays out very strangely you know i was going to say and i i just thinking about this i think if those the overall plot or whatever you want to call it the drama that's going on was stronger more bold more just not i kept seeing people say the word it was like safe the movie felt too safe like it played things too safe if it didn't do that i think i would even feel better about it not just for that sake but then i feel like some of the escapism would come through a little bit better because eric mentioned the scenes that are are very i mean supposed to be very you know they're right in your face it's the cinema scene Multiple cinema scenes. Um, oh, there's the play one. There's the, the arrival of the yeah. train sequence and, with the car. <laughs> yeah, and um, 
the fact that those are shown in color too, um, the the cinema and the play, and then you have the musical number type thing at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, those three things, I like them, but they don't hold the weight to me that they would if it was really true escapism, because of how intense, dire the surrounding environment and is and what's going on. Instead, they don't, I think, carry that same weight. Does that make sense to me? I think even just like there are ways to shoot. um, There are ways to shoot like a scene in a cinema as like escapist or just like ecstatic or just like as emotional. I just don't think Branagh makes those choices. Like I talked in the beginning about like how like oh like this is a fight scene i'm gonna shoot in handheld mm-hmm. like this is a religious scene i want to make it seem important so i'm gonna shoot in low like from a low angle like, like it you, seems yeah. like in every single one of these like places where like brandon could have chosen to make some sort of like either expressive touch which it seems like he wanted to make like expressive or personal touch he chose the most generic option for showing how to show the emotion he was trying to portray what do you mean by gen- like give an example if you can of what you mean by that like oh like this is like i don't know like the low angle shots of when yeah. like in the religious scenes like yeah like the first one it's very like you can see his, all like, of belly up like all strong. of them like it shows up again at the funeral like yeah that is maybe the most generic way to show like oh like fear of a religious leader well you know and my critique was something i noticed which is funny uh, i'm not trying to compare this to wes anderson at all but what i'm saying is there was a lot of like shots that looked like they were just done because it was pretty or because it like looked interesting rather than being done as maybe you said to like actually give some type of real expression or you're you're speaking more on it being generic, but there were just like a couple. There were a lot of shots that I felt like it was just like what'll make this look like unique. I it almost made it me feel like I was watching a Wes Anderson movie, except without the importance of what comes with a Wes Anderson movie. If that makes any sense, it's not shot similarly, but I just mean like a lot of the shots like look aesthetically pleasing, but they're not. The one perfect shot. It, it like, like, like I'm thinking Motif. of the one when they're do, telling the joke too. It's like frame. It's like a very symmetrical shot. It's very pretty. I'm thinking of like the one when also when Jimmy Dorden's character is like addressing the guy, like you know, like if you come near my family, I'll kill you or something like that. Like there's just shots that are like they look good, but I don't know. They don't do much. If that makes sense. They felt sense. like they could have, if you put the color on, been in the first part of the first part of the movie. Yeah, or honestly, I mean, maybe... I mean, it, I wonder how much that actually changes how I felt about the maybe, movie. Maybe generic does make... Maybe generic's a good word for some of the shot uses. Or, or and More to me, it's not that it's generic. It's also just inconsistent. Like, it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or rhythm to it. It's just more like, we're going to make this look good. Or, like, conventionally good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I will say I do like the, um, I don't know, maybe it's a reference to another movie um, or been done a hundred times, but I did like the the color coming in for the cinema and the the play. And those two, those I, couple moments. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. a small thing. Um, 
it did kind of add a little something, but maybe maybe that's just what it is. It's just a little something and not really anything that holds too much weight. Um, you didn't like the musical number with your boy singing it? No. Was he really singing? No way. You don't think so? Did not. It sounded... It didn't sound like sounded him. off. It didn't sound like him. I wasn't 100% sure. Um, well, Belfast is an interesting movie. I, I think, one, I think uh, that I, I there's a certain level of personal relatability for this as much as it's generic. So perhaps that's why I came out of it feeling a little bit higher. I think maybe as time goes on, I might come a little bit lower on it just in... You know, in terms of, you know, what I think of it. But I think, you know, I, I always think it's funny because after we have these podcast episodes, I usually think more about it. I'm like, oh, it was interesting because, like, sometimes it's interesting because you it's hard to get other perspectives in your own head. Right. Like, because you kind of stick to your own like, oh, this is how I felt. But like hearing some of the things you said, I was like, hmm, yeah, you know what? That's that's kind of true. I do. I do see where that's coming from. Um, was there anything else good or bad maybe good anything good anything good anything you left with maybe like a one tiny spark one tiny i mean it wasn't a half star so there was something right <laughs> i don't know if that's a good measurement but i'm just gonna out when we leave these caleb always says whenever zach asks this question what did you like caleb never has a single response <laughs> and it makes him like the movie less <laughs> <laughs> and oh no you didn't tell me that i mean if honest but here's the thing that i mean maybe it's a question that you need to hear <laughs> i don't know i mean um maybe yeah, it's just i thought a the feeling. acting was i thought the acting was was good okay <laughs> do i need to stop asking that question does it give you like an? i feel like i've been a little harsh on this movie does it give you like an existential crisis if um uh i asked that question caleb uh, it doesn't dampen the existential crisis I've already been going through. I feel like you go through a little bit of an existential crisis anytime you see a movie, though. Oh, it's not restricted to film. Oh, you're just constantly in one giant existential crisis, crisis, whatever. All right, well... After this movie. <laughs> after this movie, especially. No, I feel like I've been tough on this movie. No, I mean, look... I, but I, I did... I don't know, Eric. I, I, think I, it, like, I think it's time to let out how you really feel. No, I, I hate when I go off on... I hate... I, I don't think you were unfair. I think that... I mean, the movie has a lot of... I think you were very receptive to, you know, understanding where I'm coming from and one of the things I said and also... I don't think you think this movie is like the biggest pile of doo-doo to ever come out of cinema, but yeah, it's got a lot. I mean, it's fair to criticize movies. I mean, it's fair. It's, you know, there's movies that we praise. We just had a movie that we praised completely. Wes Anderson. Come on. We praise that movie head to toe. It's yeah, not... but there's, there's, there's gotta be a middle ground. I need to, I need to not go on. <laughs> like, that's not criticism. <laughs> that's just, that's just me like sitting on a soapbox. Like, <laughs> it's not, I, don't think, I don't think it's, um, I think, I think what, what I'll say to, to bring us to a close is that it's nice when we have different opinions so that we get 
uh, different sides from things because I think it's it's nice. There's been some episodes. As long as they're good people. like <laughs> There's been some episodes, some that have stayed in the drafts and will never leave the drafts that came off as very the three of us hating on a movie and we, we, we have released some like that. But I, you know, it's fine. Be who you are, Eric and Caleb and Zach in a third person. So if you uh, if you think Connor, if you think five, Owen, <laughs> Lawrence, if you think this Connor. movie is a perfect movie, Eric, then you say it. And if you don't, then <laughs> say it, Eric. <laughs> if you think Memoria is a perfect movie, and I come in here and I just slam it, and I say it was the biggest shit ever, then you know, that's the power of cinema, baby. Didn't you hear? Uh, what's her name? Kate Blanchett, is that who it is? Nicole Kidman? <laughs> no! I'm about to scream again. <laughs> no, don't, please. I don't know why I thought Kate Blanchett. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That's a depressing way to end the episode. Nicole Kidman, you know? <laughs> the cinema. Heartbreak feels terrible in a place like this. <laughs> All right. Well, this was Belfast. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, we'll actually be recording a little bit earlier. Since next week will be Thanksgiving, you'll be getting next week's episode on Black Friday. And it's going to be the new Lin-Manuel Miranda directed film, Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Andrew Garfield, about uh, the creation of uh, the famous musical Rent. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see it. You know, I like a good musical. I just watched La La Land again a couple... Uh, for my birthday, actually, a couple weeks ago. So uh, we'll see how it is. I know Eric, or I know Caleb is looking forward to it, and Eric is <laughs> is dreading it a little bit. We'll see if he hates on that more than he did on Belfast. But to know that, you'll have to tune into next episode. On that note, thank you very much for listening today, and we'll see you next time.